ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन learning an aristocratic birth of such a person deliver him being mad with false ego they forget the lotus feet of lord nityananda and take that which is unreal to be real but if one can get the mercy of lord nityananda then he can attain radha and krishna in vrindavan so again narottam das states take hold of the two lotus feet of lord nityananda the lotus feet of lord nityananda are reality his servants are eternal so always desire the lotus feet of lord nityananda the rotanda says i am greatly unhappy nitai make me happy give me a place at your reddish lotus feet hmm who can compose songs like this hmm who has got great very deep love for lord nityananda he can compose So we'll continue with questions and answers. I have a question first of all. Is it okay if we open a few windows? No need of a philosophical reply. <coughs> Just do the needful as Prabhupada used to say. Okay. So <coughs> on with the show. Actually I would ask in connection with this morning class. Yeah, okay. Uh but uh, you that mentioned was this morning's class I left it on a note which could lead into many interesting questions. Actually. So Uh, so, so one question is that you mentioned about uh, using discrimination yeah in regarding to superiors yeah. who can be accepted who cannot be accepted so the question is uh, what to do about the is it okay also to use discrimination about particular details for a person who is a superior and about details about maybe a superior gives an instruction hmm. and uh, although he he is accepted as a superior and there's no doubt about it yeah. but but a particular instruction uh, is it okay to also use discrimination is it really proper for him to okay, instruct me like check, that please let me rephrase your question to look at it from a different perspective should we follow blindly or not then you give the answer one should always use one's intelligence arjuna's dilemma at kurukshetra arose because he used his intelligence at first he came to the wrong conclusion but when his intelligence was guided with knowledge by krishna he came to the right conclusion now krishna could have just said in the beginning shut up you stupid fool i'm god just do what i say so but instead he called arjuna a stupid fool but then he gave him the knowledge by which he ceased to be a stupid fool in krishna's estimation and he um asked arjuna 
At the end of Bhagavad Gita, he finds, have you understood? And Arjuna said, yes. Nashto moha smritiya labdha tot prasadan mayachuta stithosmi gata sandeha karishe vachanam tava. This should be the result of hearing from Krishna or his representative. That our illusion is dispelled. That we regain our knowledge of what we're supposed to do. This is possible by the mercy of Krishna. We become fixed. It owes me. And I'm now fixed. Gata Sandeha. All my doubts are cleared away. And therefore, I am ready to do what you say. Now, there is also a principle of accepting an authority and doing what they say. Not that every time they tell you something, then you have to have the whole Bhagavad Gita explained to you before you do it. Prabhu, please wash the pots. I can't. I'm, I'm feeling great trepidation in my heart. I'm, I'm not sure what to do. What is my duty? I put down my pots, put down my scrubber, and lament. <laughs> it is not required that at every step we question authority. But in the first place we should see who we, we should be careful who accept as an authority. Um, and if we feel that something the authority is saying is incorrect, then um, if it troubles us so much, then we should express that to them. When I was about, uh, I'd been in the temple about a month and they sent me on traveling Sankirtan. So in the evenings we used to, after uh, after distributing on the street in the day, we used to go to the university campus and distribute in the hostels in the evening. So uh, we pulled up and in, in the car park, the University of Guildford or University of Surrey car park in Guildford and, uh, and a guard came and said, what are you doing here? And the devotee in charge of the party, who is now Bhakti Vrajendranandan Swami, uh, said, well, we're students here. And then he let us go. So I was disturbed at the telling of a lie. And I remained disturbed, although I went on with Bhagavad but I remained disturbed. Uh, I, I asked Vrajendra Kumar Prabhu at that time, Brahmacharya. He said, well, it's for Krishna, but somehow that didn't satisfy me. I remained disturbed. And the disturbance in my mind continued until we went back to the temple after some time, and there I met Prabhavishnu Das Brahmachari, who was the town president, and who is now Prabhavishnu Swami, and president. expressed the same doubt to him, and he explained in more detail how we can do such things for Krishna. And I was satisfied. So I went on with my service, but uh, I remained dissatisfied until the authority took the time and trouble to explain to me how such things can be done for Krishna and are not immoral. Blind following is very dangerous. That's what cults are made of. That's why the people are afraid of these sects. The sects, they call it here. Cults in English. They're very afraid that someone will, that people innocently, foolishly, religiously will follow someone who tells them to do something Horrible, just like we've had the suicide sects, mass suicide. So following authority is good, but one should maintain one's faculty of discrimination also. In the Nuremberg war trials, many of the defendants... You know what that is, right? You all know what the Nuremberg war trials is. Um, many of the defendants, their defense was what... I was just following orders. I was just doing my duty. It wasn't my fault that I killed so many people. But that wasn't considered an acceptable defense. And even up to the point when they went to be executed for their crimes, they couldn't understand that I did anything wrong. I was just following orders. That's all. It's not, it's not my 
I didn't do anything wrong because they lived in a culture of blind following where to follow the authority was considered always correct and even to the extent that they could uh, be involved in genocide but they're thinking well it's a higher order I have to do it it's more important that they follow the order of killing these people than breaking the order and not killing these people. So blind following is dangerous. Uh, it can be dangerous for our spiritual life also. Um, so it's a, it's a fine line, we say in English. There's, there's, a, there's a very fine balance between following authority and maintaining our discriminative faculty. We have seen uh, blind faith in ISKCON, and we continue to see it, actually. One of the first gurus to deviate in ISKCON, he started offering LSD as bhog and distributing it as prasadam, and he used to take it himself also. And most of his disciples went along with it. I thought, well, it's a guru. And uh, I remember one... One of his disciples, who I used to travel with on Sankirtan, he's a very nice devotee, very good book distributor. He was like the, the leading disciple of that deviated guru. I remember seeing him in Mayapur uh, with Dhanavir Maharaj trying to preach to him and preaching to him about the philosophy and regulative principles. But he was adamant that, that no, there's a, what you're saying is okay, but there is a higher principle. And that is surrender to guru. So, uh, actually that's true, but then the guru has to be properly situated. If he's not, then Shastra Vidhi, Vidhi is as follows. Guru Apiyavaliptasya Karya Karya Ajanataha Utpanna Pratipannasya Parityago Vidhiyate as quoted from Mahabharata, as quoted in Srila Prabhupada's books, said by Bhishma Dev when he refused the order of his guru, Parashuram. Parashuram said, hey, you can't refuse me, I'm your guru. But Bhishma, who is one of the authorities, the twelve Mahajans, he said that Guru Api, even if one is in the position of guru, if he is not properly situated, yes. if he is attached to sense gratification, if he doesn't know how to instruct properly, if he was formerly acting properly but now isn't, he should be Paritiago, Vidhiyate, the rulers, he must be Fully rejected. Heavy stuff. <laughs> but this, this Shastra is the guide. The point is that Guru is not an independent authority. Guru also has to follow Shastra and the previous Acharyas. It's uh, fanaticism or foolishness to think, well, I just follow my Guru, but then you have to see who he's following. Brahmanishtam. Shabde parecha nishnatam brahmanyu pashamashrayam. He should have take figuratively bathed in the shastras, be absorbed, dunked in the shastras, absorbed in the shastras, mm-hmm. shastra knowledge, and taken full shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, it requires discrimination to see, is this person properly situated or not? Is this authority giving me proper instruction or not? Around 1970, um, the GBC in New York, his wife started offering chicken to the deities of Radha Govinda. And the devotees thought it was rather strange, but they didn't say anything because, well, she's the GBC's wife. Because they were firm on the printer. They know Prabhupada wants us to follow the GBC. So eventually Prabhupada came and the devotees said to him, uh, Prabhupada, uh, do you think we should still follow the GBC if, if his wife offers chicken to the deities? So what do you think Prabhupada said? Robert said that it was good that the junior devotees had the attitude to follow 
But the senior devotee should have said something and protested and stopped this nonsense. Monam samati lakshanam. If one fails to say anything, it's equivalent to uh, agreeing with it. So this is a very big topic and how it's, how in each individual circumstance this is to be applied uh, has to be understood in each individual circumstance individually. Therefore we have Mahabharata, Ramayana, especially Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, all these books, they show us how to apply the principles of Shastra, how to apply the directives practically, especially in apparently contradictory circumstances. Ultimately, our sincerity will help us. We should take guidance from Guru. But it's not expected that everyone lives with their Guru for every moment of their life. Rather, one is expected to take the order of Guru and uh, take that out and spread that to the world. So in the various perplexing circumstances that one will certainly find oneself in within this complex material world, one has to always keep his intelligence fixed on the instructions of Guru, Sadhu and Shastra, how to apply them in various circumstances. Now another uh, common criticism of sects or cults is that they make people into robots. And actually many people, they want that. They want that the, they'll turn off their thinking process and let someone do all their thinking for them. That uh, sometimes devotees come to me and say, well, you know, I don't know what to do. You just, whatever you say, I'll do. But I don't usually say, you do this, you do that. I make them think. You, you, know, you decide what are the pros, what are the cons, consider. What is the best thing to do? I, um, you have to be responsible. Yes, you know. Guru shouldn't tra train you to be a locomotive cabbage, but to uh, bring out your intelligence and use it in the service of Krishna. Brahmana means he, he knows the Shastra and how to apply it in practical life. Yes. But you can't guide others if you, if you can't even, if you have to take, like a baby, you have to take it every moment that whether to step left or right. Now, this is different to the... We're not advocating the so-called rugged individuality that is the uh, like the Marlborough man in the advertisements. We know that no one can, no one is ultimately independent anyway. However, we we do have God-given intelligence, and God has given us the Shastra and the Acharyas to train us in the proper use of that intelligence. Srila Prabhupada wrote in one important letter that this Krishna conscious movement is meant for training up independently thoughtful persons. So, uh, on the other hand, we don't want a a race of zombies. On the other hand, in the name of Independent thinking, we don't want uh, a race of rebels who don't cooperate with anyone. So, um, again, there is a, a balance between following authority, which is essential in everyone's life, and discriminative understanding. And it will require an intelligent person to know where the border lies between the two. One should neither be a zombie nor a totally avant-garde kind of person who doesn't follow any kind of authority, but should intelligently take guidance and apply that in the service of Krishna. Of course, to know how to act in the service of Krishna with intelligence, one has to be trained to understand what Krishna wants. Traditional training is, uh, is lives practically like a slave for many years. Like a slave means uh, under the 
affectionate guidance of guru. Everyone has to accept some authority. Manu states that women should never be given independence. But practically in Vedic culture, no one has complete independence. Everyone has to take guidance from someone else. So, all right. Any other questions? Uh, is a despair uh, based on, like, of our conditioning, conditioned state and inability to follow everything properly is it healthy for us or should we not consider this and only continue with unceasing uh, enthusiasm? <coughs> Despair is a very uh, extreme condition which is caused by uh, lack of Krishna consciousness. If you say should we just give up despair and be enthusiastic, well that's not really despair because despair means you can't, <coughs> one cannot find, one cannot see any way out of the uh, imagine uh, the darkness that he imagines himself to be in. It's an advanced stage of the, of the influence of the mode of ignorance. So better associate with enlivened devotees, engage in kirtan, sing Bhaktivinoda song Gopinath, in which, in despair, he calls out to Gopinath to save him. He's in Gopinath. How does a spiritual master know what is the best for a disciple? and whether he follows properly if he sees him once in a year. Krishna knows. There is a unseen, the unseen hand of Krishna. Once Prabhupada was asked that, how do you know how all your disciples are doing? Prabhupada said, I asked my temple president. There's often um, questions about this. Well, how can the spiritual master guide if you don't see the disciple? But uh, spiritual guidance is by hearing, not by seeing. Prabhupada said, I, I only spoke with my spiritual master maybe a dozen times. But his Prabhupada's sincerity to hear took the kirtan of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur and spread it all over the world. If we can clear the garbage out of our ears and then we can hear, then we can, even hearing once is sufficient to totally transform our lives. There are many gurus in history, just like Sripad Ramanuja Acharya. You'll find his disciplic succession is spread all over India and Nepal. Wherever he went, he, he preached and he made disciples. He may, in, in most cases, he would have seen his disciples once, but they were so, uh, they, they managed to pick up his instruction and continue it so that it's going on even to the present day. So we should hear and serve as often as possible, as much as we get the opportunity, and try to take personal association as much as we can. But you might find that association, even when not in the association. I personally had the experience of uh, being blessed by Prabhupada's association much more after Prabhupada left this world, which means that he didn't leave. He's available if you want. <laughs> yeah. uh, we know that the Vedic scriptures are very extensive, so what should we always remember? What is the essence so that we can properly perform devotion service. Like, for instance, Krishna accepts our love and devotion. Is there in brackets? Sarva veteti hasanam saram saram hiudaharitam. The essence of all the Vedic literatures and histories is Srimad Bhagavatam. So you'll find the essence in Srimad Bhagavatam, which is condensed into two injunctions. Smartavya satatam Vishnu, Vismartavya Najatu Chit. How to think of him is described in Srimad Bhagavatam. Don't, do you have Reader's Digest in this country? Uh, Reader's Digest. You have that? Um, it's in the process of publishing. We have a, yeah. They, they make have. this, yeah. yeah. Well, don't, don't try to make the Reader's Digest version. 
Srimad Bhagavatam. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I won't bother reading it, but I'll just, you know, just give me the essence and then that's all. Then I won't bother reading. Instant, do-it-yourself bhakti. Only four hundred dollars. Uh, you have to have to do so. You have to take make some effort, do some work. You have to read Srimad Bhagavatam. Not that we'll just take out one verse and then okay, that's it, finished. No need to read it all. Better not to look for shortcuts. Take up the process. Take it seriously. Does our conditioning has an influence on our surrender? Intrinsically, no, because surrender by definition means to kick off all our conditioning. However. Um, the, the very fact that there is a process of Vaidhi Bhakti suggests that we're not all ready to surrender fully and immediately. However, if we follow the process of Vaidhi Bhakti, then we transcend our conditioning. That's, that's, that's how it works. We gradually overcome that. So we shouldn't say, well, you know, I can't surrender because it's my conditioning. That's like some kind of excuse. Actually, I'd like to be pure, but It's not really my fault, but it's just my condition. Conditioned, so follow the process and become reconditioned. Conditioned to love Krishna. Just follow the process, that's all. Don't look for cheap shortcuts. Don't make excuses for not following it. It's not difficult. It's very nice. And it's for the highest benefit of the soul. But if we are still thinking that eating, sleeping, mating and defending, illicit sex, intoxication, gambling and flesh eating are in our self-interest, then... We'll never have the determination to take up bhakti. Okay, another question. When a man dies and takes birth again in, in a human body, does he carry with him his previous mind and intelligence? Uh, yes, with some modification. The bodies that we attain, they are the the uh, they are uh, they are amalgams of thoughts and desires stretching over many millions of lifetimes. So it may be that in one particular body we're getting ready to receive one particular type of reaction. It's a very complex subject, as Lord Krishna himself states in Bhagavad Gita. What is that? Karmano hyati bodhavyam, bodhavyam chavi karmana. Akarmanas chabodhavyam, gahana akarmano gati. Krishna says that um, even for very learned and intelligent people, it's difficult to understand exactly what is Karma, akarma, big karma, the whole path of understanding karma is very complex, Krishna says. Any more questions? All right. You're not going to have the system of writing it down anymore. He's writing down one there in the back. Okay. You want to ask in the meantime? question regarding this increase the spirit the class. Yeah. About practical. Offensive towards them, like towards Prabhupada. Regarding it, I personally also heard some, or I, 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 I was reading some uh, articles where Prabhupada's disciples, some of Prabhupada's disciples said that uh, Prabhupada was uh, 
living in the you know nineteenth century Korean yeah. culture and that he had this kind of well, it's mostly not Prabhupada's direct disciples who are saying like that, is it? Who's that who's saying like that? Oh, that Jan Brzezinski. Rascal. No, you shouldn't. Of course you shouldn't accept anyone as an authority if they are themselves a guru druha or they become the enemy of their guru. Such a person has to take birth as a worm in stool for many, many, many millions of births. It's no joke, it's a very heavy thing. Really, proper discrimination is required. There are very strong warnings against rejecting one's guru. And on the other hand, if, if one selects the wrong person as guru, or the guru deviates and one continues to follow him, yeah, then that's also a disaster. So really, very fine discriminative intelligence is required. Okay, let's get back to the written form. It helps to you know, devotees to make their solidify or their thinking process. How are we to uh, imagine or understand the original Swarupa of the living entity? Well, it's not a matter of imagination. I just answered this somewhere. Where was that? Same question. Yeah, it was in Delhi just a few days ago. There was a question about... Well, I gave the answer that first of all we should understand our nature as spirit soul before we try to understand what is our specific position in the spiritual world. We have to clearly understand the difference between prakrita, material, and aprakrita, non-material or spiritual. As long as we are influenced by prakrita buddhi or material consciousness, then our imagining our position in the spiritual world will simply be a reflection of that material concept. So if in our immature stage we we think that, well, actually in, I'm a peacock, that is my liberated position, but then we will, like, we will think of a material peacock because we have no understanding of a spiritual peacock. This subject is uh, outlined in great, well, that's a contradiction. It, it, it's dealt with in some detail by Srila Bhaktisthan Sarasvara Thakur in his Prakrita Rasa Shatta Dushani, his, his hundred refutations of the mundane Rasa, Prakrita Rasa, of people who try to uh, enter into the Prakrita sphere when they're still on the Prakrita platform. It doesn't work. Qualification is required to enter the spiritual world. One has to develop the Prakrita Buddhi, spiritual intelligence, of desiring only to serve Krishna. Then one understands this Swarup. And what is this Swarup? Jive Swarup Hoi Krishna Nitodas. The Swarup of everyone is the servant of Krishna. When we are fully fixed in this understanding, then our uh, specific spiritual service becomes revealed to us automatically. Nothing right. I heard that the kirtans that are being sung are not according what Prabhupada wanted, if you know something about this. Well, I know quite a lot about it, actually. I've written a long essay on it, which, uh, if you want, you can download it from my website. I think it's up there. Press, click here, and you get the answer. How should we properly understand Krishna when he says that we should give up everything and just serve him? But at the same time, he says that we should uh, execute our prescribed duties. Well, the... Uh, ultimate instruction is to uh, give up all other duties and surrender to him. And that's how we should understand it. However, if uh, 
if, as is usual, we can uh, we can perform our material responsibilities side by side with Krishna consciousness, that is generally, for most people, more favorable for their advancement. Because most people are not ready to just all of a sudden give up all their material attachments. That's why in the conversation with Ramananda Rai, when Ramananda Rai suggested Sarvadhaman Paritaja Mame Kamsharanam Raja as the uh, best process, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected it. And he accepted the point, Sthane Sita Shutigatang Tanuvang Manobhya, that one should remain in one's position and go on hearing and chanting about Krishna and dedicating oneself fully in his service. In which the emphasis is not on giving up, but on adding the positive factor of Krishna consciousness. It more directly points to pure devotional service to Krishna. Yeah. How can we avoid the association of the opposite sex when we are still attracted to them? And we also have a problem to stay among devotees the whole time. Well, pretty much everyone in this material world is attracted by the opposite sex, and that's why we're here. However, within civilized societies, there are regulations to control the interaction between the senses. So one should follow them according to the uh, ashram and situation one is in. If one is mostly associated with non-devotees, then there's very little hope, because non-devotees, their life is dedicated to associating with the opposite sex as much as possible. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahabharu recommends Asat Sangatya Evaishnava Sometimes we see that one spiritual master is stressing a certain point, and then another spiritual master, both in Iskon, is not stressing this, this particular point so much, and he himself does not act in such a way, so how should we relate to that? There may be varieties in spiritual life also. Some, principle, some principles are principles which everyone must follow. Others are uh, more flexible. So uh, we can understand uh, the, the, the test is we should see what Prabhupada said and did and what he stressed. Of course, different devotees may see Prabhupada differently. Or there's a question, like I said, there's a question of personal taste also, both on the part of the spiritual leaders and those on the part of those who are uh, more junior. It may not be black and white, in other words. Does, uh, does Kali Yuga influence the whole material universe in the same way? Does it influence the heavenly planets also? In this regard, there's a, one can imagine that at the time of Satya Yuga, it might have been uh, more pleasant at the hellish planets. Unless you like being No, the, the effect of the four ages is... is Predominantly felt on earth, not in the higher or lower planets. In, the, in this verse, Nashta Prayesh of Hadreshu, uh, it is said that almost everything is inauspicious, yeah. is What to do with the rest? How... Well, read the rest of the verses which come after that and you'll get the answer. It's part of a gradual process, which the first effect of hearing regularly is that the heart is almost completely purified. Then you have to go on for further pure, go on hearing for further purification. But whereas Vaishnava festivals are observed by devotees, and at that time mostly the fast fasting is observed, and at the same time there's a lot of chanting and hearing the stories, but sometimes this tapasya of fasting, or the, the, um, that one is tired, the fatigue, 
it causes that we cannot concentrate properly. So what is more important, the tapasya or more concentrated hearing and chanting? Well, it's not such a great tapasya to fast a little bit now and then. You can get used to it. If you're, if you're feeling you can't concentrate, then maybe you could do some more active. If you're sitting and you can't concentrate, then better do something more active. Get up and chant in kirtan or go and cook something like that. little minor austerity like this helps us, to, if we're in the right consciousness, it helps us to become detached from the body. How to overcome uh, that one is lazy and indifferent in spiritual life? Move in the ashram. Huh? Move. Move. Move, yeah, move in. Then, they, then you'll get woken up early in the morning. That's the answer Prabhupada gave. In Australia, someone asked him that, well, I'm living at home and it's not, you know, often it's not so easy to get up. So come and move in with us. We'll get you up early in the morning. <laughs> what do you want? I'll be lazy from, I'm lazy and lazy and be birth after birth. Become a bear. I want to dance with Krishna. Why be lazy? I want to be a millionaire, but I'm lazy. <laughs> doesn't work. You have to work hard. You're going to be a millionaire, you've got to work hard. I'm going to be Krishna conscious for him. You have to do something. Nahi supta sisinghasya pravishanti mukhim rigam. Even the lion, he's the king of the jungle, but he doesn't just lie down and the deer comes up to him and says, uh, my dear king of the jungle, would you like to eat me today? It doesn't happen like that. He has to go out and catch the animal to do something. You want to dance with Krishna or become a worm in stool? You choose. You're in a building and it catches on fire. Mm-hmm. Just lying down. Oh, I'm too lazy to move. Oh. Oh, the building's on fire. You better move on. I'm too lazy. Will anyone say like that? Because you realize it's an emergency. I have to, have to move quickly. So we're burning in the fire of material life. We should do something. Get out. Pick up your bead bag. Rest as much as required. Eat as much as required. Not more. And spend the balanced time engaged in the service of Krishna. There's no question actually. <laughs> Anyway, I heard that according to the Vedas, the, the distance of the moon and the sun from the earth is different from what the scientists say. <laughs> it was just a statement. <laughs> Can it be said in general that the spiritual world is just the opposite of the material world? Um, the material world is described as a perverted reflection of the spiritual world. So, opposite in some ways. The Mayavadis think that spiritual existence must be the opposite of the material world. Therefore, in this world there is form, in the spiritual world there is no form. Mayavadi. In this world there is relationship, in, the, in that world there is no relationship. The spiritual world and the material world are opposite, but in this sense, that the material world is a perverted reflection of the spiritual world. Both in the spiritual world and the material world there are people, houses, friends, families, rivers, mountains, and so on. But in the spiritual world, there is no birth, death, old age, or disease. There is no suffering. It's all transcendently blissful. How can I recognize advanced devotees whom I can follow when I'm a neophyte in devotion service? Thank you. According to the Shastric direction, Shastra describes Shantir Avyarta Kala from one who is uh, undisturbed by different, different material conditions, who is uh, always engaged in the service of Krishna, who uh, does not desire any glorification for himself, who is always anxious to glorify Krishna, who is always eager to 
glorify the Supreme Lord, who has taste in doing so, specifically has taste in the holy name, who likes to reside in holy places, uh, who is always very humble and meek. So in this way, the symptoms of advanced devotees are given. And one can see that I, I work as a gardener, and I'm, uh, I'm destroying living entities like various insects and uh, I don't know the name of the creatures and the weeds and so uh, am I to uh, to get the reactions for that and how to engage this killing in devotional service? Well, if possible, if, if you're not a paid gardener, if you're working, if you're an agriculturalist and you're working on your own land, then offer all the produce to Krishna. Uh, and if you are paid to work for someone else, then offer a substantial portion of your income to Krishna. A, a pokud... This way one becomes free from sinful reactions. If this verse Sarva Dharma and Paritya uh, was not accepted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the supreme when, when suggested by Ramananda Rai, why, why did Srila Prabhupada mention this verse so often? Because it's required for us. Krishna offers, you surrender to me, I will deliver you from sinful reaction. So that in our present condition of being uh, full of selfish desires, this is very attractive for us. It is a very high and spiritual instruction. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to teach, to teach the highest spiritual instruction. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings begin where the teachings of Bhagavad Gita leave off. Love beyond surrender. So that's a very high platform that we, uh, we can't just uh, jump over Bhagavad Gita. That's a really longer question. Um, wait, wait, wait. Can you maybe... Well, I would have to read first by myself. Someone writes seven pages, some ideas, and then at the end the question is, do you agree? Well, he's asking about the personalities, like not exactly in a Vaishnava tradition, but like, for instance, this St. Francis from Assisa. Yeah. That some devotees take them very lightly and not recognizing them, but that Shri Prabhupada was uh, admiring them. And uh, so, what should be our attitude? Should we honor them? And, uh, and they, that some of them, like this, uh, what's the English John from Ark? John of Ark. John of Ark. She was killed then. Like this, that uh, his understanding is that there are other personalities like this uh, who can also uh, help us, or who don't want to have anything to do with this material world, and can also be on a proper path. Uh, so, is this good understanding or not? Srila Prabhupada recognized Francis of Assisi as a, an advanced personality. But how are you going to follow Francis of Assisi now, practically? If you go to the Franciscans, will they, are they like Francis of Assisi? Who will give you a, a systematic process for developing genuine love of God? Who even knows who God is and how to love Him? That you have to see. If Jesus Christ, they're always saying He's coming again. If He, if he came again, where do you think He would go? To the church or the Hare Krishna temple? Certainly to the Hare Krishna temple. Tak to je ta otázka. 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 Tak to je ta otázka.
This is on, by its nature, this session is concise. Very detailed questions, they require a different uh, setting. Then you have to write an essay and see if someone will see it. But I recommend you read all of Prabhupada's books first. Uh, is it worthwhile for a devotee to to somehow be interested in things like, or be interested maybe to, to deal with or to, to consider it at all, to things like ghosts and mystic powers, uh, if our philosophy is so simple, but the influence of such things sometimes is manifested. What do you mean? That, uh, should, we, should we make a special study of ghosts? Is that what you're saying? Generally, no. We study Krishna. As Prabhupada once said, as he was walking at Bhaktivedanta Manor, he was just walking and then he swished his cane and said, we don't have anything to do with ghosts. That place was full of ghosts when the devotees first came. So in general, not. there may be some devotee who is expert in exercising ghosts, but it's not the, it's not the general activity of devotees. Our, devotee, our activity is chanting Hare Krishna, okay. studying Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita. Ale není to. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you sir, for so kindly engaging me. I'd like to stay longer, but there are many places to go. I can request you to all stay steady on the path of Krishna consciousness. This material world is full of disturbances, but we should always keep our Focus on the lotus feet of Krishna, our goal of life. As usual, wherever I go, different devotees come to me with expressing their various problems. Uh, I inevitably ask, are you studying Prabhupada's books regularly? And they inevitably say no. So please read regularly. That will help you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Shlapakti Vikash Maharaj ki.